Welcome back to the Standing Room Only podcast with uh, Healy and Goose, or uh, Goose and Healy, however you want to order it. <laughs> this is episode <laughs> number 27, and yeah, it's been a week since our last episode. Of course, we upload weekly. Uh, you can find us on social media at SROnlyPod. Uh, let us know what you think of episodes. Give us some uh, back on episodes. Uh, give us some topics you want us to cover. You guys are the listeners, so we will talk about things that you want to because you guys deserve some of it for uh, helping us out and listening or dedicating your time to listen to these episodes. Uh, we do upload on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. If you guys listen on Spotify and Apple, make sure to hit that download button. Subscribe to the podcast. We can only see analytics for downloads on those platforms. So uh, we're always curious on how many people listen to our episodes per week. So make sure you hit that download button on each episode. Uh, you can follow myself at the Healy Six on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can follow myself. I am Goose. You can follow me. I Goose Four O's. That's the letter I. We're Goose Four O's. Don't ask why. I am on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. Don't use it as much. But if you are interactive with the podcast, I am very interactive as well. As Healy said, go ahead and hit the download button, subscribe. We are on YouTube as well. Um, we don't generally promote as much on YouTube, but we're on there. So if you want to put the, the voices with the faces, the mm -hmm. face with the voice, however you want to word it, Healy's beautiful, I'm pretty, let's call it a day, right? <laughs> so, and then of course, um, you know, Apple, Apple Podcast, Spotify, those are the two main streams that we are on. Um, so yeah, if you guys enjoy hearing what you know what we have to say, I think the biggest thing for us, the, the most fun for us is uh, the interactive uh, on social media. Um, when we do polls, if you guys have questions, if we left something out, if we're wrong on a stat, let us know. I like to be told I'm wrong. I come back hungrier for next episode. So, um, so yeah, so we want to thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. Uh, there's a whole lot of, uh, not too much going on in sports. We do have yeah. some news though. We do have some news kind of, sort of. Yeah. We are going to start off with, uh, the baseball this week. Uh, MLB, uh, apparently had a deal set in stone to like resume play in July, July 4th would be when they resume owners want to do it the players not so much uh the owners want to have uh 50 of the revenue go to the players and 50 percent of the revenue go to the owners uh the players want prorated salaries so it's not looking too great as of now we will see probably over the next few days in the next week or so uh, what the players want to do it's going to be a player association against uh major league baseball to try and get baseball back i definitely want baseball the players want baseball back but uh it all depends on if a deal can be made like i said the the players uh they would rather have prorated deals and they, they don't want to be skimped out on money especially some of the guys who aren't making as much as uh, a lot of the stars in the league. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's the biggest 
going to be the biggest curveball, right, so to speak, is how do we get these players the money that they deserve uh, to, to, to rush in an 82-game season? I think what was the talks of – you said uh, July they were looking at, right? Like that was the yeah. proposed idea. July and 4th. The owners... Okay, okay. Um, I I think you got to work with the players. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing is get – there's always money to be made, right? Like they always think about it from the business aspect. As a business owner in the front office, sure. Do they do they love their players? Yes. But do they love their money more? More than likely. Mm-hmm. So I think if you can get some games going and get the season rolling, there's going to be, you know, there's sponsorships. There's, you know, there's there's going to be TV, you know, there's viewers. And, and you know, I think the money will come in. So I think they should be able to work with the, the players to um, to give them what they want. You're not only giving the players what they want, you're giving the fans what they want, you're giving the networks what they want. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it it's gonna take it's gonna take a whole um I guess a little bit of everybody kind of giving up a little bit of something, right? To yeah. kind of meet meet in the middle. Yeah. And it it was kind of scummy of what Major League Baseball did. Uh basically, so right now what we're talking about, it got leaked out to the public. And, uh, basically they, they, they might've known that this deal wasn't going to be as good as it should have been. So they leaked it out in the public. So then once finally, uh, the players respond and they decline it, it's on the players. They're, they're forcing the players trying to influence them to do this. So they don't, so the players will look bad if they don't want to go through with it, which I think is kind of scummy. It is. It, it is it. I mean, kind of smart, but kind of yeah. You know, as you mentioned, kind of scummy. I mean, to force the players, but that's how it is, right? The front office, they're gonna make themselves. You know, the 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 business guys are gonna try to make themselves look better. Um, I think if I am, I don't know if I'm a player. I mean, taking a pay cut, if it's if it's you know not gonna hinge on my season uh, or on my on my living, then it shouldn't be a big deal. But uh, that's just my opinion on on the situation. I know some guys make almost $40 million a year. And I know some other guys only make, you know, maybe a million. So that's it's a big difference. Yeah, a lot just make like 500k. Uh, We're gonna move on to uh, the Korean baseball in which we talked a little bit about last week. And uh. I actually stayed up to watch a few of those games last week. <laughs> and they were they were pretty decent. I watched I think two or three games. I stayed up until like four or five uh, a couple of the games and then the last one was Sunday and that one was at like noon or not noon. It was like midnight. Midnight our time. And uh, today's game, there was actually a walk-off, so that was cool. A lot of the games that I did watch, it went, it was kind of one-sided with how the score went. But today's game, it was a walk-off, ninth inning, a lot of scoring. Uh, If you guys want to watch some KBO baseball, there's a couple different teams shown this week. The team I'm rooting for, the Kiwan Hero, or Kiwum Heroes, they are being shown Sunday at uh, 1 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, a couple of the other teams being shown this week are uh, tonight is the the Twins versus uh, the Wyverns. 
Uh, same with tomorrow and then Friday and Saturday. It's uh, the Doosan Bears and the Kia Tigers. And as you mentioned before we started the podcast, uh, you didn't realize that a lot of these team names aren't based off cities how they are in the U.S. They're actually like sponsorships for teams. Yeah, they're brand names. I saw Samsung. I saw Nokia. And I thought that was pretty unique because it's not based on cities. That's like the the American tradition. We find a city, battle against other cities. And this one is Samsung versus Nokia, battle of the flip phone, you know? Yeah. Uh, Kia, the the car company, is also there. It's very common in the the foreign baseball leagues because they – they need the sponsorship money and all like the money that they can get. But yeah, if you guys are looking for actual baseball, uh, you can follow them at those times or you can watch them at 2 p.m. Eastern time pretty much every day. You can watch the re-air of the game from the night before. It's been, it's been refreshing. Last week, I was watching three games at one time on all my monitors and I was in heaven. You're getting live baseball. Yeah, it's unbelievable baseball experience right watching three games at once, seeing live scoring. Oh, it was great. Uh, the unknown happening. Amazing. I really enjoy the uh, the fake fans that they have in the background. Yeah, the I cardboard kick out cutouts. Of I got a kick out of that. So, I, I mean, that's, that's going to be – that's literally how our sports are going to be. You're going to have – no fans whatsoever. Maybe some cardboard cutouts as like a joke to show fans in the crowd. Yeah. Right. So, so I know uh, there's been, it's interesting watching live sports with no fans. It's, 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 it's very different. And for it to, for that to be the new norm, I mean, I'll, I can adjust to that, but just having that intensity, like if I'm a player and I know these players feast off of the energy of the crowd um it's going to be interesting to see them adjust to that like a huge Mm -hmm. fast break leads to a and one to maybe seal the deal in a game and there's no crowd to 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 go nuts yeah you need your team and yourself to just get pumped up by yourself and getting a huge momentum shift it's going to be tough or like getting huge momentum in general in a game is going to be tough because you don't have the crowd behind you cheering on and or like if you're the home team and you're getting stomped and the crowd goes silent and then the away team just keeps pounding whatever sport you're playing the the, the score uh running it up or like in baseball just hitting more home runs definitely a big factor there uh speaking of crowdless sports uh UFC had a big event last weekend yeah. i watched some of it uh, I know you said you saw some of the highlights. It was definitely weird. It was cool to like uh, see things be normal uh, with like the interviews and the fighting and like how they came out to the octagon. Uh, but it was definitely odd when watching the actual fight. You could hear everything happen. You could hear all the punches. You could hear all the steps everything that happened on the mat you could hear their trainers everything that they said to to their opponent and that probably helped out their fighters a lot being able to hear your trainers and like uh pick up stuff mid-round normally they have to wait there's no crowd there's nothing it's almost like watching uh 
so back in the day, and I don't know if they still do it, there was that show, The Ultimate Fighter, yeah, where they would gather guys and it'd be Team A versus Team B. The coaches are, you know, professional fighters, champions, whoever they are, Rampage Jackson versus Chuck Liddell. And uh, it was always just right there in that little setup that they had. And it was always quiet. And all you can hear is the coach. And he's like, hey, do this, look for that. So that's what it kind of reminded me of. Um, still entertaining nonetheless. Uh, again, it's one of those things where it's a spectator sport and these guys feast off that. Um, I thought it was hilarious watching the, uh, cause I watched some of the fights back and, uh, there was a, a fight where I don't know if it was Sehudo or who it was, but Joe Rogan. Oh, it was, uh, what's his name? The guy that had the 22nd knockout. Francis. Big, oh man, man. Yeah. He killed that guy. And, uh, Joe Rogan's like, all right, everybody give it up for, uh, whatever. And he's like, to nobody basically like there's nobody in the audience so nobody's gonna cheer him on um but i mean i still think that with these guys being competitors that it goes beyond just you know getting a reaction from a crowd because there's still i mean it's it's a huge sport and with everybody at home um i mean they still had a lot of viewers which ended up working out for them uh it's it's like you said though it's it's weird watching it live you don't you don't have the crowd going nuts like Imagine Conor McGregor having a fight during all this and mm-hmm. there's nobody in the in the stadium to really cheer him on or, you know, boo or whatever the case may be. He doesn't really get boos. But um, I think it'd be interesting to see uh, a huge, huge bout go down. I mean, there's yeah, like a John a, Jones or someone yeah, like, like a John Jones. There's like a huge name and there's just no crowd, you know, yeah. but that's that's the new norm. Right. So, yeah, um, I uh... think. I was going to say Joe Rogan was supposed to be doing interviews like safely. And he said, nah, I'm just going to do them how I normally I'm just going to do them. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks, it doesn't look that well, but I mean, it, it's to each their own, you know, like everybody has their own opinion on this whole quarantine and safe, you know, safe distancing and whatnot. I mean, I, I certainly, I practice it, but um, I'm pretty sure all these guys get tested. There was a fighter who, I'm pretty sure tested positive that morning or the day before who couldn't fight. Um, I forgot his name, but you know, forgive me for that. But you know, it's as long as they're actively testing and now that there's more and more tests and we were talking about it, Illinois, I think test had 30,000 tests. Yeah. Uh, was yesterday. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, and it's going to keep going up. And I think as long as we keep distancing safely and wearing our masks when we go out and wash our hands as much as we can, the way we're, what we should anyways, you know, don't touch your ass and then touch your mouth or shake hands with somebody. Um, so I think, I think, you know, as long as we do it safely, sports will kind of start to see rollback in UFC was a, I think it was a success personally. It was a huge success. It was weird. Yes. But it just goes to show that as long as there's no crowd, they can make it work. And everyone follows the protocol. So uh, going back to the Francis uh, Naganu fight, mm-hmm. he's one of the fighters. I don't follow UFC too heavily. I don't have like favorite fighters. I'll watch the big names if I if I hear about them. But yeah, I don't really have guys that are. I'm like, oh, this is my guy. I need to make sure. But uh, Francis Naganu, I was like, that's the one fight I need to watch. I was drinking a little bit, and then. Uh, the seal broke and everything, and it was during the introductions. Normally during introductions, it's like a minute or two long. It's it's pretty long, uh, especially with the crowd. They show 
a bunch of people in the crowd. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go use the bathroom and I'll come back. I go take a leak, come back in like a minute, and they're showing the replays of the fight. I'm like, oh my God. The one fight I wanted to watch, done. That's when you got to pause, man. You got to hit the pause button there. That's funny too, because that's kind of like how many fights there have been where it's an eight second finish or 20 second finish, but normally you can time it. You can time it because of the introduction. Yeah. And the fact that's, that's, that's hilarious. It was a lot quicker this time. Yeah. Them just announcing the guys and there's like, all right, here's the rules. Touch gloves. Let's go. I think, I believe we watched together the Conor McGregor and Donald Cerrone fight. Yeah. We watched it. We got we got a group of people together. And it was and over. It was over so quick. But we knew, we're like, we don't know what Conor McGregor we're going to get. Is he going to just go and destroy him right away? Is he gonna? Is it going to be a battle? Because, you know, Cerrone is a little bit bigger. And so we, I know I timed my bathroom break just right. Because, you know, we had drinks that night. Yeah. And I, we came back and I was like, all right, cool caught the fight we've seen Conor McGregor and guys right away and you know he did it this time but obviously the spectator sport of all spectator sports and there's no fans they just do they do you know if they gave um did they have a ring girl I didn't even see if they had ring girls I don't think so okay there's they're also well I guess there is somewhat a need with the the pay-per-view I don't think so though yeah, I mean, these guys know what round it is, mm-hmm. right? And I, I'm sure they have it. It's, you know, the ring girls. It's, it's just tradition with boxing and other fighting sports. Yeah, and for the presentation. Fans. Yeah, it's exactly. So, obviously, it's not too necessary. But, um, yeah, definitely successful. And they have a lot more fights coming up. And, you know, and it's not just they have, like, you know, the UFC fight night. They have the pay-per-views. If you uh, subscribe to ESPN+, Plus you can get the the pay-per-views at a discounted rate. I personally do not subscribe to ESPN Plus. I don't I'm not I don't say that I don't find it necessary. I just have not been up to like up to date with knowing every single fighter, I guess. I guess once upon a time I used to back in the day when Anderson Silva was like the champ and there was all yeah. those guys. So, but um now that there's not really much to watch, I'm probably going to catch myself watching more UFC and, you know, especially considering that's the only live action besides 2 a.m. baseball in Korea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's either that or the the late night baseball. Hoping to see some other stuff come back soon. Uh, just have to have to wait. Uh with NFL news. I don't think we have much today. Uh, there is a funny story though with the NFL. I don't know if you follow Barstool at all, but uh, Dave oh. Dave Portnoy and I don't know. I it might just be all of Barstool. I think it. I don't know. I don't know exactly, but I know Dave Portnoy is like banned from NFL events. Uh, because uh, he was like outside the commissioner's office or something. He was he was somewhere where he wasn't supposed to be, and yeah, he got banned from all NFL events. There was an auction, and if you won it, you get to watch a Monday Night Football game with Roger Goodall in his basement and watch a game with him. 
and Dave Portnoy won the auction. He made sure he was not going to lose that auction. He so he, he put up a massive amount of money. A quarter million, 250 some odd thousand dollars. So we got that and I think there was two there's two regular season football tickets too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's obviously it's contingent based on where we're going to be with the quarantine and whatnot. But I, the irony in that is hilarious. The fact that he won that and Goodell, I mean, for Goodell and it's the good thing though, it, it it's all for charity. Yeah. So there is, you know, you can't really deny the guy, you know, $250,000. It's going to a good cause. And I'm sure Goodell is like, whatever, like come on through, we're going to have some beers. Um, but the irony in that I find hilarious hilarious yeah we'll have to see if they uh if they're able to do that because nfl could probably step in and be like you know what you're banned like we can't we can't allow you to do but in a sense if they don't two hundred fifty thousand dollars to charity that's a bad look right there he's kind of pinned them i think it'll still go through I think it'll go through. I think the idea, I mean, he did get what they said. It was a lifetime ban, if I'm not mistaken, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, so they lift the ban and he he behaves. And if, you know, he put him on a, put him on a, bro, a probation, right? If he, mm-hmm. if he acts up, then okay. Then let's, let's re, uh, put that lifetime ban back on his name and don't let him in any stadiums. <laughs> that like might be the news though for nfl there there wasn't too much this week there wasn't any news really in general we're at the really slow point in news normally this is supposed to be baseball time the busiest yeah baseball playoffs for football or basketball basketball playoffs football you have summer the training camp and hard knocks is on and oh the good old days right just a year ago but we did have this past sunday Another episode, another two episodes of The Last, Last Dance. Dance. The Last Dance. Yeah, I uh, I definitely enjoyed these last two episodes. Might be a little biased with the whole baseball stuff, but uh, yeah, very emotional episodes in general. Oh, yeah. We're one week away from all of this being over, which is kind of wild. But again, they put together another couple of good episodes. And it's been unbelievable. Uh, I'm pretty sure in the last week or whatever, when we did the podcast, I like called how the final episodes were going to be. And I'm pretty sure it's on that track. Like next week, the, the first episode should be the 97 season. And then the, the next one should be the final season, which the, the championship. And I don't know what else they're going to do in the, 10th episode should be good because that's all that's gonna be dedicated and did they finish the the conference championship they say that they i think they advanced to the finals in the against, last uh, yes against orlando yeah yeah they swept orlando in the last episode so jordan got his revenge so they obviously horace grant went to orlando the year before mm-hmm. and him Shaq. Uh, Penny Hardaway, they all beat up on the Bulls, and Michael yeah. was super tired, fatigued. Obviously, 21 months of baseball versus 
jumping right back to the NBA, the conditioning is completely different. As we know, mm-hmm. you can be a big boy and play baseball. <laughs> you can be unconditioned and play baseball. Um, so that was his revenge season. That was the year, the uh, 72 and 10, don't mean a thing without a ring. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, I, I found, I found it ironic. I don't know if you watch in between like the, uh, during the commercial breaks, they always have like a little trivia and they yeah. always, did you see where they said all oh, the bulls have the highest winning percentage, including the playoffs and yeah. the second highest is golden state. Cause golden yeah. state lost it when they went 73 and nine, they lost in the finals against mm-hmm. LeBron and the Cavs. Yeah. Uh, after they were being up, up three to one. After being up three to one. If they, I feel like, I think if my math is right, if they just won game five, they probably would have had the higher winning percentage yeah. over, over the Bulls. But mm-hmm. they ended up losing game five, game six, and game seven uh, to LeBron. And that, I mean, that says it right there. That That solidified the Bulls as being obviously the better team i mean regular season is great you can put you can average 100 points a game in the regular season but if you don't get through the playoffs what good is that you know yeah um and so that 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 was pretty cool to see and they came out that year and they got their revenge against um oh wait no east no the conference finals was against the pacers which was 97 98 97 98 yeah Correct. that's what that's what i was Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, yes, they were so on the just, timeline right now. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they had beat them yet in okay. that season. Okay, so so they'll they'll probably talk about that in episode number nine, and then go over the ninety six ninety seven season. So uh, we'll start at the beginning. It was pretty much Jordan won a championship. It was his end of the first three peat. His dad dies, and he's like, "I'm gonna go to baseball." And then there was speculation, as you mentioned before, and we talked about off the air, obviously, there's the the rumors and the conspiracy theories that he may have gotten suspended behind closed doors for 18 months due to gambling. And then there was the conspiracy that his gambling got you know, him in trouble, yeah. which resulted in the death of his dad, which I don't think is fair at all. I think that's like, it's a low blow. It's, it's like spitting on an open wound. You know, mm-hmm. or throwing salt on an open wound. I'm sorry. Um, and that whole episode, that that was like the first episode, and that right there, you're like, man, the the media beat him down. He's emotional. I'm getting emotional watching it, and it gets more and more like heavier as the episode goes on. In and then the next episode was just as heavy, and you know, we saw him go. And he played uh, baseball and how he announced his retirement, how the fans heard, and it all happened while at the Sox game in the playoffs. And it's yeah. crazy how much how much control one man could have on the, the world, the mm-hmm. whole world, the media, the, the, the players in the league, um, clearly the MLB for him to go jump to the league um which they even said like yeah he wasn't that great at baseball but he didn't really have that long of a, of an opportunity to to really show and yeah who was it uh Jerry Jerry Reinsdorf even said he's like if he had a little bit more time he could have been a he could have made Francona. the ball club. 
Or is it Terry Francona? Terry yeah, Francona Terry... said that, and I think Jerry also reiterated it. J- okay, okay. Yeah, because Terry Francona, he's he's been around a while. Is he is he still coaching? He's with the Indians. He's with the Indians. Okay. So he is still around. Um, so I mean, Jordan was just talented. It just goes to show like there's very few athletes who can do that. Um Deion Sanders was one of them. He was able to play both at the same time, football Bo and uh, baseball. Bo Jackson. Uh he's he's from Burr Ridge, right? Um, so there's 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 a there's select athletes that we consider a pure athlete. I mean, Jordan for him to do that mm-hmm. and to even jump back to basketball. Yeah. And to perform the way he did without being really that conditioned, I thought was incredible. I thought it was incredible. And his biggest challenge was coming back from that. Yeah. Uh I'll go back to the beginning. I thought it was interesting how one of the reasons why he went to baseball was Jordan was basically like, I have nothing else to accomplish. I've won MVPs. I've won defensive players of the year. I've won scoring titles. I've won three championships in a row. What more can I do? And he He said he had no motivation at all. And then, I think the main reason why he left and went to play baseball, which they reiterated it, was his dad died, and it was his dad's dream for Michael to play baseball. So he's like, all right, I'm going to go play baseball. And after watching, uh, well, I'll, I'll come back to this after. But, yeah, he goes straight to the White Sox. And I've always wondered why he went to double A. Why did they throw him in double A? And in the episode, they're like, our double A facility is the lowest, uh, what do you want to call it? Ranking? I don't know. It's their lowest affiliated team that could support the media for Michael Jordan. So he couldn't, normally guys start in rookie ball, single A, high A, and then move up the rankings. They could not do that with Jordan because of the media presence. So he got thrown in there. And also, it was very interesting when he jumped to baseball. His trainer was like, Michael, this is a different sport. You have to completely change your body, how it works, uh, muscle-wise, and it could hurt your basketball body. And he was like, I don't care, because his motivation wasn't there. He was grieving. He's like, we're going to do it. So he goes, hits 200, has 50 RBIs, 30-plus stolen bases, he was great. He he was decent. I could not imagine tossing someone in the double A today and them hitting two hundred. That's pretty yeah. good. That's not bad. That is not bad at all for a guy who, as a kid, played baseball and never played baseball ever since his childhood. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. And then the whole he had to change his body because with basketball, and he even mentioned it too. When you're training basketball, it's all shoulders and chest. Like, yeah, yeah, you're conditioning your legs. You're not really lifting your legs that much. These guys don't go heavy on their legs, but baseball relies on your hip, the mm-hmm. activation of your hips. And dude, these baseball guys got some big legs. They Their power derives from their legs and their hips. Mm-hmm. So he did have to alter that a little bit. And you noticed it too when he had to go back to the NBA, which I know we're going to get to, but that was pretty interesting to see how he he was able to weather the storm in a way. I mean that that's not an easy challenge. Like he's not 
he he's a natural athlete and that's what made yeah. him you know and he had the coordination which helped jumping to double a ball and batting a 200 i mean 50 rbis there was there was a game they were showing some highlights he smacked he smacked one down third base line i think in wrigley i don't even know exactly what game that was i saw online and you know there's there he 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 was he was just a ball player and i think the the one of the cool things that i personally enjoyed hearing from him he's like they didn't treat me like michael jordan yes they treated me like one of the guys yes. I, didn't, I didn't care who i was and he's mm -hmm. like that's what i've been wanting and for yeah. me i was like holy shit He's a, he's a normal human being. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's the difference between baseball and basketball too, especially in the minors. You're on buses everywhere. You are traveling for days at a time. You don't see your families almost year round. Yeah, compared to basketball. So who do you have to hang around with and like be close with? His teammates and his teammates, teammates. didn't see him brother, as yeah. the great Michael Jordan. They saw him as their a teammate himself. I thought and that he, was great. That was one of the I, points was, I wanted to bring my, up. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts. He was like excited to say it too. You can tell he was like, they treated me like I was one of them. I was not because you know in the NBA, everybody looked up to he had so much pressure. The media, the players. He knew he was good too. So he put the pressure on himself. And then with the MLB, with baseball, he's like, Okay, I have an opportunity here, whether if it's because my name is Michael Jordan or not. He's like, these guys accepted me and were like, we're, you know, that that's camaraderie. And they, they, I thought that was awesome. That was like my favorite part of both episodes. I did see a quote from, I think Terry Francona or a story about it. So in one of their games, they were up 11 to nothing. Michael Jordan hits a double and he proceeds to steal third up 11, nothing, which back then in baseball Big no-no. You you don't oh, do yeah. that. You're already kicking uh, the crap out of your opponent. And Terry Francona is like, oh, I'm trying to, like, uh, make amends with the opposing manager and be like, yo, like, this wasn't meant to happen. Uh, I think it was close to the end of the game, too. And Michael Jordan gets to the dugout, and Terry Francona is like, Michael, what are you doing? Are you trying to get us killed? And he's like, in basketball, when you're up 20, you try to go up 30. So I'm trying to do the same thing here. And it's like, okay, yeah. yeah. You just try to keep kicking the crap out of your opponent and seeing how big you can get the lead. Yeah. Yeah. That's like for us. I mean, I you obviously played ball. I played ball growing up. It's, there's like an unwritten rule, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's just the heart of the lion though. You know, you can't, he's very competitive. Yeah. And he loves the game. He loves the game. And that's the thing you can't, you can't, for one, you're not going to tell a guy who's as competitive as him and everything he does, you can go toss quarters with him at a, at a brick wall and he's going to compete with you. Um, obviously with baseball, it's a little bit different. You're up 11 zero, but at the same time, you have to understand who he is as a person. And you, you expect somebody to, to just back down with competition and then you're taking them out of their, from who they are, you know? So that's kind of funny. That mm -hmm. is kind of funny, actually, and hence he came back not too much later after that. It was 18 months. Now, when he came back, I'm trying to think. That was in the middle of, like, March. It was right, okay. it was right before okay. the playoffs, pretty much. So yeah, it was, like, it was like February, track. March, some sometime around there because of the player strike, I believe. 
There's an MLB yeah. player strike. He he actually could have played in the majors if he crossed the picket line. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to disrespect people. Be one of those guys. So he didn't. And then he uh, came back to bit basketball. I do think, though, uh, with watching those episodes, if he didn't go play baseball, I actually don't know if that second three-peat would have happened. That play, going out and playing baseball really helped him uh, clear his mind. It helped him get over his father's death, and uh, it refreshed his competitiveness for the game of basketball again. Not just him. the His team, too. You know, they mentioned these guys had fun. Their leader is Pippen. Pippen was mm-hmm. not like Jordan. He was very competitive. He was the best player probably in the league when Jordan was gone. And there was an event where they gave Tony Kukoc the, the game-winning shot in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Pippen had an inbound, and he said he's going to sit. And Phil's like, Pippen, what are you doing? You're in or you're out. And he told him he was out. And it changed the whole demeanor of the team. And so who was it? Uh, Bill Cartwright being the teammate that he is and obviously ended up being a pretty, he was an okay coach afterwards. Uh, He was very upset and he gave the speech and he's crying. He's like, Scotty, like, why would you do that? Like we're, we're brothers. Basically we're a team. We're doing this without Michael. Like Mm -hmm. look where we're at. Yeah. And Pippen even, you know, was, uh, you know, emotional about it. He apologized and he said, you know, I wouldn't change anything because that also formulated that was sitting on everybody's mind for I don't know how long. And then when Jordan came back, it just all just clicked. It worked. Pippen, obviously, Pippen had some, I don't want to say he was a drama queen because I don't, he, he wasn't as big of a drama queen as some players that we see mm-hmm. nowadays. Um, but he had his moments and he backed down and he showed that, you know, I don't want to say that, that he wasn't a leader, I think. And they even said like, that was just a mishap. Like that yeah. just, it had to happen. Uh, cause they won the game. He came out in the next game and he dunked on Patrick Ewing and it turned into a fight almost, which is still one of the best dunks of all time mm-hmm. in game. And I think that was, that was a huge, huge, huge point for them because this is life after Jordan, but it's 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 it wasn't necessary life after Jordan. It was life away from Jordan, mm-hmm. because Jordan came back and it just it just worked so perfectly. Worked so per- besides their loss in the playoffs to Orlando and Horace Grant and Shaq, um, that was just the, he came back late. That team wasn't ready for that, yeah. and so yeah, and they showed, wasn't. They showed yeah, and they showed in the offseason the work he put in. They were like, Michael, when do you want to go back to work? And he's like, tomorrow. He lost in the playoffs, and he said, tomorrow. Yeah, he go. had no offseason. He wanted no to come back and make sure to dominate. Yeah, and that led to, I think that offseason was, was that, no, Space Jam was 97 to 98? Mm, I think it was that same year. Same year? Yeah. Okay. So It was, was when another- he was like out of the league pretty much okay yep so and he came back and all of a sudden he's shooting a movie and i thought it was interesting that they were getting guys on set of warner brothers to to hoop with him so he's getting his scouting he's seeing how these guys are playing these days reggie miller and all these other great guys i think barkley was there well barkley was in the movie and so it was pretty interesting to see 
how they can, you know, keep him in tune to keep him training while filming a movie. And it was like, he would wake up film. He would go to the gym. He would shoot. He would have guys come in. They would run fives. They, he would practice and he would still lift weights after playing. He had a weight train after playing however many games for however many hours. And Reggie Miller even said to himself, this guy's a monster. This guy's mm-hmm. a monster. So, I mean, you don't get that from a lot of players. Like I said, a lot of players are divas. I mean, self-respected. A lot of guys want to avoid injury, but Jordan wasn't like that. He's like, how can I improve? And that's just keep my ass in the gym. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, like we talked about before, they went 72 and 10. Michael Jordan got his revenge on uh, the Orlando Magic. Was the first round the Hornets round? I believe B.J. Armstrong. B.J. Armstrong. Or was that the year before? I think that was the year before because he came back. Was B.J. Armstrong there? I can't remember now. I'm pretty sure that was the year before. They beat the Hornets in the first round, but that was after B.J. Armstrong had that game of his life. (laughs) Yeah. He had the game of his life. He had the dagger shot in the fourth. And showboat. He taunted Jordan, Jackson, and Pippen. And then after that, Jordan went off that that was a another great point in the episode michael jordan was making stuff up just so he could be mad and just kick the crap out of team yeah just fuel he's competitive that's how it is though uh george carl in one of the series ignored jordan the sonics george carl yeah the sonics and george carl and jordan had a good relationship but george carl made it a point we're not friends right now. And Jordan took that to heart. And so he had Gary Payton. I thought the funniest part of there's a couple of funny parts, but I think the funniest part was when Gary Payton was like, you know, we had to beat up Jordan. We had to get him tired. He's like, and that's what we did. He's like, now if I would have played that way in the first three games of the series, who knows what would have happened. And Jordan started dying laughing. He's like, I was never worried about the glove. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I don't know if you just mentioned this, but George Carl didn't put Gary Payton on Michael Jordan. He didn't put him on him the first three games. He put him on game four, which they won. And then game five, he was on him again. And I don't know, did they win in five or six? Yeah, they, they won in five. They won in five. So, yeah, so they, they, got, they got their one win. Gary Payton had a steal or two, whatever it was. And he was, like, just so high up on his high horse, like, yeah. Finally, I told George Carl, you know, I'm going to guard Jordan. We're not doing it your, you know, your way. And so they got the win. And then Jordan was like, no, no, look, everybody, every dog has their day. And I think that's the good thing about Jordan is he always, I think he's very analytical um, mentally to the game. So he understands what he did wrong, but also what was successful for the other guy. Because nobody ever had that much success against him. Yeah, it was actually six games. Bulls won the first three, Sonics won two, okay. game four and game five, and then Jordan six. Yeah. So, and that, I mean, that right there. And so that was their second, second title of the second run, right? That was their against first. Seattle. Those the first? Yeah, it was the 72 and 10 season. Cuz then the next oh, right. year they defeat right. uh they defeat the Jazz 
They beat the Jazz twice in a row. Yeah, back in yeah, back to back. That Jazz team was good. We'll see that though in the next episode. Yeah. We're gonna see next the first episodes. Yeah, we're gonna see the first matchup against the Jazz. Yeah, because there was one, I think it was ninety eight when Steve Kerr had the game winner. Yeah. Um, which and that was oh man, when he punched Steve Kerr in the face too. That was that was also one of those things too where Steve Kerr was like I'm I'm competitive too. He's like the only difference between me and Jordan is I don't always go out and just win with my competitiveness. Jordan did. He's like he punched me in the chest. I or I punched him in the chest. <laughs> Jordan's like I punched him in his face. <laughs> and then Phil Jackson <laughs> made him. You know he kicked him out of practice. Yeah. And and then he called Steve Kerr after. And I mean he he made it a point. It wasn't about Steve Kerr. Yeah. It was a, it was his frustration uh, with how everything was being handled and obviously. Again with Jordan, he he had he had to push guys to get ready for war. And that was that was the one thing he was prepping these guys for. And you know, he got emotional at the end of episode one. And I felt it. Like I felt it watching it when he was tearing up and he's like, you know, they always perceive me as a bad guy, but that's because you never won anything. And I just right there, just in my core in my core just like seized up and I would just felt everything. Like every word he said there was you can't, you can't combat that. Like, yeah, he's a bad guy. Sure. But these guys all have the same goal. They're not out there to have fun. They're out there to win championships. At least that's how Mm -hmm. the heart of a, a champion should be right. Like you, the end result is go and win a championship. And that was always his goal. And he made sure that he never felt out of line with that. So he, and he even said it, he would never have somebody do something that he didn't do. Yeah. And so I think he was not just a player, but he was a coach and he just had, it was tough love with him, obviously. And they won championships. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next two episodes, as I mentioned before, it will most likely be, the 96-97 season, and then the Western Conference playoffs of the 98 playoffs, or the Eastern Conference of the 98 playoffs. And then the final episode is probably going to be the championship and, like, the whole conclusion. But, yeah, fantastic storytelling. I thought the beginning this was only going to be about the 98 season. But this whole 10-part series, it's about Michael Jordan and his whole career in this final season which yeah. was great yeah i mean don't get me wrong is jordan the main topic in this yes is this a jordan documentary yeah. i'm gonna say yes but there's so much more to it there's drama around it there's they target they do a very 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 good job at making sure phil gets his credit and the cast the supporting cast is just as important Jordan, obviously, in his first couple of years, he didn't win for seven seasons, right? And so that was a big thing with, like, other NBA players. I'm not going to bring him up. I like to bring him up a lot. He didn't win for seven seasons. Oh, he's garbage. He's trash. He's not a winner in the finals, so on and so forth. But, like, players like LeBron or players like, well, Kobe won right away. He got, he got right lucky away. right there. He well, won right away. He got Phil, obviously, coming off of a successful tenure with the Bulls. Came over to L.A., Shaq came over after winning, not a championship, but winning, had some winning seasons with Orlando, you know, obviously Big Diesel, Shaq, and 
they there's not many players who just go out and just start winning Jordan just didn't start winning. I mean, he was he was very good. He's obviously going into the league at 19 or 20. He did pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, or actually, no, I'm sorry. It was He was a little bit older. No, no, no. Yeah, he was like 22-ish. Yeah, he was a little bit older. 21. Because, um, yeah, he, he he did more years in, in college than, uh, well, LeBron went to, came out, of high, out of high school. school. Yeah. But, um, so I thought that was pretty interesting, too, is this whole documentary is all about the rise and fall of a dynasty. And all the drama that mixes in around mm-hmm. somebody that's bigger than life itself. I mean, he is the reason why the NBA is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I nope. am definitely excited for this week. Next week, we're going to talk all about episodes 9 and 10. I hope you guys are as ready for the final couple episodes as we are. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Standing Room Only podcast. You can follow us on uh, Apple, YouTube, and Spotify. Make sure to hit that download button. Uh, it's the best way to show support, and uh, we see the stats that way. Also, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SROnlyPod. Uh, you can follow myself at the Healy Six, and you can follow Goose. I am I Goose with four O's. Again, don't ask why. Go ahead and give us a follow, download. Like Healy said, it's very important. Leave comments. And stay interactive on social media with us. Keep us entertained. We'll try to keep you entertained. And uh, until next week. Yeah, we'll see you guys later.